13 minutes after 10 o'clock, Stanley Beckett joins me now. He is consultant and author uh, at Change Create Change Creator SA. We talk tonight about how um, or yeah, how to change the way that you do things. And having a conversation on how to change your mindset about certain things. And today we have the conversation that says, how do I change the how I do certain things? It's not so much what you do, but it's also how you do what you do is uh, something that we need to be thinking about. Stanley Beckett, good evening to you and thank you so much for joining us. Good evening, Aubrey, to you, to all the listeners. And um, sure you've said it many times, but happy Valentine's Day to everybody. We need more love in this world. We so, need more love, man. Let's, so let's, let's, let's spread the love tonight to everyone out there and, uh, with a happy Valentine's Day to everybody. We need more love, Stanley. Tell me, we are tonight talking about, I suppose, the next level of the conversation we've been having. We've been talking about the mindset that we need to start adopting and so forth. We were talking about how you, um, you can, uh, employ and deploy your will in uh, the way that you do certain things and tonight you want to go a little bit further and talk about how we can do things in a particular way to achieve a particular result talk to us about that yeah so um you know when you look at wallace wattle's book the science of getting rich and remember his statement is there's a science to getting rich so when he's when he when he he, he says there's a science to getting rich. Uh, he's not saying necessarily there's a specific formula you have to follow, but he's saying there's certain principles that have been observed scientifically to such a degree that you can call it a science. Yeah. In other words, he's seen in none of the, 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 the research he's done, in none of the research done, has there been any example of anything other than what he's saying there. And that's why he calls it a science. And what's interesting also for me in this, in this work, Aubrey, is that he doesn't, because a lot of, I, I can understand the frustration here. And I, and, and, and I think that the person needs to take a step back and understand what's happening here is that he's not telling you what to do. Okay. So he's not saying, and I, and I think a lot of people listening to the show are looking for the what. So it's like, like saying, tell me what to do. I'm, I'm, I'm in a situation. I need an income. I need, um, the finances look off the family. I need to, need to get out of debt. I need to tell me what to do and I'll do it. Yeah. And I think in, 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 in a big way, this book can be frustrating for someone reading it like that because he's not telling you what to do. He's telling you how to do it. And what he's saying is that it doesn't matter what you do. If the person doing it isn't the right person, it cannot possibly be successful. Yeah. And then he says, in the other says the other side, the same thing. It doesn't matter what you do, but if the, if if the person has these principles in place, it doesn't matter what they do, they will find success. They are sure to meet with success in unexpected hours. Exactly what what um, Napoleon Hill says in Thinking Grow Rich as well. Yeah. So that's really the premise of this book. And if you break it down further to to an even a higher level. What Wallace Wattles is saying, he's saying there's two things predominantly that in his research and in his, 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 his observation, and he spent a large part of his life doing that, the research, the observation. He says there's two things predominantly that successful people do different is they think differently and they act 
different. So if you hear that, that's really something that you should be starting to take and saying, okay, but now I want to study how do these people think differently and how do these people act differently so that I can also try and start thinking and acting like a successful person. Mm. And um, as we've been going through the last few uh, few months, month, uh, we've been going through the first part of the book, which was all about thinking in a certain way. But tonight he changes the focus to acting. And he gives us... I was actually looking very forward to this this the, this part of the book, Aubrey, because, as you know, I've been working for decades now on the thinking part. How do we think in order to change our actions? But now I feel like in many time, many ways I've lost that connection with, but okay, but we need to act at some stage as well, right? It doesn't help just thinking. You need to act at some stage. And, but now it's almost like you're saying, okay, let's, let's, let's pause the thinking for a while and, I mean, the acting for a while. Um, taking action and let's take a step back and think about how we act. And this is very different. I was actually thinking about it tonight. Aubrey. This, this is truly the one thing that separates us from the rest of the animals on this planet is that we have the ability to change our environment. The rest of the animals on this planet, they don't. If they find themselves in an environment, that is the way they have to live their lives. We can change things in our environment. Mm. If we're born poor, we don't have to stay poor. We can work towards becoming wealthy. If we are overweight, we don't have to stay overweight. We can work towards becoming uh, becoming healthy, uh, a healthy, um, fit human being. If we are lonely uh, without a partner in life, we don't have to stay that way. We can work towards finding a partner and moving on with our lives. We're the only animals that can do that. But if you look at the last, that's only really in the last, I'd say, 30, 40 years of human life that we started thinking But realizing the power of this and we started thinking, but I don't want to just follow the script anymore. I don't want to do what people told us, told, told me I have to do, which is mean go to school, get a good job, work there until I can hopefully retire one day. Follow That script was torn up a long time ago. The life for most people doesn't work that way, but people have struggled to change. And what, what we're saying is that, that, that we have the ability to change our circumstances in life, right? But in order to do so, We've got to think a certain way and we've got to act a certain way. So even even wealth, because for many people listening to this will have the impression of the idea, Aubrey, that wealth is impossible for me. Getting out of my current financial struggles that I'm in is impossible for me. But what Wallace Wattles is saying, yeah, he's saying it's possible for anybody, provided you do the things that he, that, that he tells you about. So hopefully that's enough of a context for what we're speaking about tonight and tonight. And the reason I wanted to just create that again as the opening for the next few weeks that we're going to be working on is to let people know we are now moving from the thinking and we're now moving into acting. And tonight he gives us five specific points on how we should be acting. Before, so that's what tonight's going to be about. Before we get into those very specific points as to how we need to act, I think it's very, very important once again to underscore the fact that this is not a conversation about what to do and how and what to think. It is a conversation about how to do and how to think. The content of how, I mean, the content of what you think and the content of what you do is really going to depend on you and your own unique circumstances. But you're saying that let's not confuse confuse the what versus the how here. This is a conversation about the how, the principles of how to think in a particular way to 
act in a particular way given the idea that you want to reach certain goals. It is not what to think. I, I, I found that very important, Stanley, because I think many of us just want to know, just tell me what to do. As you said, just tell me what to do, I'll do it. But you're saying that we need to be aware that this is a, a process that requires a lot more discerning listening. It's not about the content of what you must think about. It is about the fashion with which you think, the fashion with which you act. Because that is the key ingredient ingredient here. It's not the what, it's the how that we are focusing on here, right? Yes, yeah, exactly that, Aubrey. And um, um, yeah, exactly as, as, as you were saying there, that, that's what we need to be focusing on because if we're focusing on the how, and that's unfortunate where so many people are stuck right now. They're saying how, but the only way I can tell you how, Aubrey, and and, and um, I hope this makes sense to everyone. The only way anybody on this planet can tell you how to change anything in your life is if they were a clone of you. Right, because and and that's not possible. In, in other words, if they had the exact same experiences you've had in life, had the exact same 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 um, people, opportunities, experiences, a hundred percent the same as you, then they can tell you how. Which is an impossibility, because, uh, right? Which is impossibility. The only person that knows how is you. There's the only person. There's no one else that can give you the answer. And I want to tell everybody sitting listening to this radio tonight, the only person that knows how to change whatever circumstance you're in is you, the person listening to the person that created that circumstance. Mm. And what we're saying here is that, 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 but that means I can't tell you what to do because I'm not you. I, I, whatever got you here in the first place, you're the one that has to, you're the one, I don't know what to do to change your circumstances, only you do. That's why we, we give people advice and we either struggle to give them advice or when we do give them advice, it never works out anyway because it's not theirs. You've got to get them to come up with the advice and you sitting there with whatever your problem is, you're the one that has the answer. But what he's saying in this chapter is, and, and in this book, he's saying, listen, I'll teach you how to think and how to act so that you can come up with those answers. That's what we can give you. And that in itself is more powerful than me trying to tell you what to do. Let's go. Talk to us about those five principles. Okay. So just to leading into it, the first thing he says, and I'll try and summarize as much as what he says, he says that that up until now he's, he's, he's taught us that we've got this wonderful creative power. Um, and this, 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 this power called thought has the ability to change things or, as he says, it has the ability to influence that thinking substance out there that can change. So that's how we influence it. It says, but you cannot rely on thought alone, paying no attention to your personal action. He says, this is the rock upon which many otherwise scientific metaphysical thinkers meet their shipwreck. He says, the failure to connect thought with personal action. And I know when Bob Proctor was still alive, he would talk to us very often about that, Aubrey, is that that was his concern with the big movie, like, like The Secret and these things about the law of attraction, is that it got people into thinking, all I have to do is just keep thinking and visualizing and, and, and imagining me reaching this goal, and then everything is suddenly just going to happen for me. And, 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 and here, what is what he'll say? No, saying, no, that's only one part of it. What I've taught you so far is only one part of it, right? The other part is you've got to act. You've got to be the person who's now ready to receive through your acting. He says, for example, you, 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 you can cause, you, 
the gold, all the gold in, in the mountains and all around the world, you can, through the law of attraction, empower it to come towards you. But he says the gold's not going to mine itself. It's not going to refine itself. It's not going to turn itself into gold coins and yeah. then come rolling down the streets and jump into your pocket. Yeah. Right? He says you've got to go and do the work. You've got to, you've, you, it doesn't mean you have to physically mine, but you've got to put yourself in a position where there are people who are mining, there are things already happening where you can go and you can buy the gold, for example, from something. But he says that all of that, that process, as soon as you start imagining, and he was just using the example of gold, as soon as you start imagining that gold, he says that process is happening. But he says, but you've still got to do something about it. Yeah. So then he gets into now what it means to do something about it, right? Yeah. But this is a very important um, statement he makes before we go into the five things, because this is something that that is crucial as an understanding. He says, your thoughts makes all things animate and inanimate work to bring you what you want. But he says, your personal activity must be such that you can rightly receive what you want when it reaches you. Now, that's a big statement, Aubrey. He says, you've got to be ready to receive what it is you say you want when it reaches. And this is something that one of my mentors told me more than 15 years ago. He says, everybody wants to be wealthy. Everybody wants to be a millionaire, but very few people are ready to be wealthy and be a millionaire. In other words, how do you make sure you're, you're ready? Is you, you What are you doing today? To, to start thinking like a person, like a wealthy person. What are you doing today to study wealth? What are you doing today to get yourself ready, to get your, you say you want a business. What are you doing to get yourself ready for that business? When that business suddenly comes, are you ready? Uh, if, if suddenly when this big organization phones you and says, we want to do business with you, are you ready? And he says in the same way, if life suddenly says to you, hey, Aubrey, you say you've been wanting to be rich all along. Are you ready to be rich? Are you actually ready for when it reaches you? Are you ready and know what you want to do with it? And the, the, answer, the answer is most people are absolutely not. That is why so many people win the lottery and lose it all again. That's why so many people um, inherit money that they lose within a year again. That's why so many become, people become more miserable after getting money because they've never actually been ready to receive. And the first thing he says before we even go into the actions is he says, you've got to make sure you are actually ready for, for these things. And he says, you cannot be ready if you sit the saying that you're ready to be wealthy, you're ready to have all this money. If all you're doing every day is sitting and complaining about how bad life is, you've never done anything to, 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 to get your money sorted out. You haven't got a proper bank account. You haven't got, you know, all these simple things. He's asking the question and saying, so let's make that the first question. You say you're ready, but are you really ready for wealth? And if you say you're ready, how do you know you're ready? What have you done to prepare yourself for it? So as it goes into that, and maybe you just want to have a comment on that, then we can go into one of these five specific actions that he talks about. What I'm getting out of what you're saying at the moment is the difference between potential and realized potential. In other words, there's potential. There's potential for us to be wealthy, to be happy, to be healthy, to be... The potential is always there. And the potential is a beautiful thing. But that potential can only become manifest if all of the platforms for its manifestation exist and can have that potential poured into them in order to bring about the manifestation of that potential. So, for example, 
there's a saying that says that a bird in the air is not yours until you've actually caught it, right? And you might be desiring to catch that bird in the air and you can see all of those birds in the air that perhaps represent your wealth, your health, your stability in relationship, your, your stability in health, whatever the case may be. Those are the birds in the air. They are abundant. They are there. But they are not yours until you've created all of the traps and snares and then actually do the work to bring about the manifestation of that particular um, goal that you want. So the conversation now is it, you can have all the potential in the world. But unless you've done all of the concrete practical things to make that potential become reality, it'll stay potential and you'll never taste it, is what I'm hear, hearing you say, uh, Stanley. Yeah, and, and you know what's exciting about that statement, Aubrey, is that everybody listening, I'm going to say the same thing because we're all human beings and we all have the same. You're, everybody already has the potential, already. That, that's not something you have to go and learn. It's not something you have to go and get somewhere. Every single person already has the potential to achieve anything they set their mind to, right? But what's, what, you're right. What's missing is that ready. And, and this is such an important statement right here, Aubrey, that, that, that I cannot, the more I think about it, the more I'm thinking we could actually make a whole show just on this thing, is that how many people are sitting at home right now, especially if it's our youth in this country, and are waiting for the opportunity to get a job, waiting for opportunity for something to change outside of them so that they can start working or earning money. And it's not just the youth, it's, it's many people who have lost their jobs or unemployed in the same situation. And what he's saying in the first statement is so important. He's saying, while you are sitting and waiting, what are you doing to get yourself ready for the opportunity that you are calling forth? What happens if that opportunity comes and you're not ready? You haven't, when it reaches you, you're not ready. You, 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 you could have spent the, the, the last few months um, doing some research on a company you want to work for, for example. You know, um, I'm not saying it's possible 100% for everybody, but really, Aubrey, the, the, the um, access to the internet and world knowledge is like it's never been before. What if instead of sitting at home feeling sorry for yourself every day, you are sitting, acting right now, and you're researching a specific company, you're researching a specific industry, you're researching a specific um, uh, 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 um, thing, uh, uh, task, you're researching your ability to do it, and you're learning, you're learning, you're learning. And then one day, suddenly, you get this interview. And in this interview, this is just a simple example of what he's talking about. In this interview, you get asked questions that you never would have been able to answer if you didn't spend that time getting ready, making sure that when this opportunity reaches you, you're ready. And now instead of sitting in, the, in that interview looking like a fool because you don't know what you're talking about, now suddenly you're just answering these questions because you studied this company. You studied this specific industry. You know what you're talking about. That's just an example of getting ready. He's saying you've got this goal. You want to work for an industry. Go and do everything you possibly can to study it. That's what you can do to make yourself ready so that when that opportunity presents itself, you are ready. So do you, under, do you understand yep. what I'm saying yep. as an example yep. of what it means to get yourself ready? It starts now. It's not something you do later. It's something you start doing right now already. Give us a call, 011-883-0702. Are you showing up? <laughs> because I think that that's what this conversation is about. Are you showing up even before the opportunity shows up for the opportunity? Because you see, the opportunity, which is your potential,
is going to show up. But many of us are unable to take the opportunity because we haven't done the preliminary stuff that makes us able to practically take the opportunity because we didn't do the preparatory work. The potential is there. But are you ready to take that potential and actually realize it by the preparatory work that you do before the opportunity comes? Give me a call. I would argue that a lot of our disappointments are not because there's a lack of, dis- of, of opportunity, but because of a lack of preparedness when the opportunity comes. Mm-hmm. Give us a call. I'd love to hear from you. 0118830702. Stanley Beckett is saying we've now got to shift from thinking in a particular way to acting in a particular way. And what it means is that we need to show up. We need to go to the train station of our lives and wait for the train. There's no way you can catch the train unless you are at the train station, says Stanley Beckett. You've got to be at the train station in order to catch the train. You can't complain about the fact that you didn't catch the train if you weren't at the train station. What are you doing about getting to the train station? Asks Stanley Beckett. Give me a call. 011-883-0702. Would you agree uh, with that analogy, Stanley? Yeah. The only thing I'd add extra to that is you have to be at the train station with the ticket in your hand. <laughs> and you can the ticket be at the train station and you can be on time, but if you don't have a ticket... You're not getting on the track. Come on. Your yeah. ticket is, is, is the preparedness you, you do, the work you do to prepare yourself for that event. So give right, us so, a quick. So let me yep. quickly yep. yes, go go tell you what the five ways are that he acts, and then we can also talk about them. But I'd like to get them out tonight so, so what, that he talks about the way you should be acting. And I'll go through them quickly with you, and we can discuss them more as you want. Yeah. But I, I, and I don't want to move too far away from the point you're on currently, because I think it's a really crucial point. I would almost say this should actually, now that I look at it, should actually be action number one, which is make sure you are ready to receive the good when it reaches you. I think that is a crucial point. And I think that that's what's missing for many people is that the opportunities are there, but they're not ready when the opportunity presents itself because they're spending all their time, they could be getting ready for that opportunity, lamenting the fact that there are no opportunities and that life is so cruel to them. And he's saying in this book, you don't have the time. So let's quickly have a look quickly at the five ways he says, how do successful people act? And this is so important because it's different from the list I would have thought. He says the first first thing he says, he says, you know, things are going to come your way. But he says, when when it does, you are not to take it as charity nor to steal it. In other words, don't, you know, be willing to accept what's yours. That's one big problem I can tell you many business people is accepting their worth. He says, don't see it as charity. You did a job. People must pay you for it. That's the way the world works. Yep. He says, but you don't have to steal the money out. He says, you must give every man more in use value than he gives you in cash value. So in other words, acting in a certain way, number one, first principle, give more than what you want. In the beginning, it'll change. The equation will change later on. But when you start a business, when you start working in a new place, when you want to make something of yourself, and this is so important for our youth. To I wish our youth could get this and understand how important this principle is. You've got to be willing first to give more than what you ask. That is why what is Wattle says in this book, The Science of Getting Rich, you will never get paid for more than what you are doing until you are willing to do more than what you're getting paid for. Mm. And that's the first principle in acting. He says, if you want to become wealthy, give. Give everything you can. Give off your best. Don't hold back. Even if people don't pay you a lot in the beginning. He says, and this has happened to any profession. 
People will go in the beginning of the professions, it can be musicians, it can be comedians, it can be what, you know, any profession you can talk about. In the beginning, they will talk about how they spent years and years giving and getting almost nothing back. But they were willing to do that because they knew this principle. This is the way to act. And he says, and eventually, the, the equation will start changing. If the better you get at it, the more people will start giving you, and the more you will actually see that eventually, you'll get back 10 times more than what you put in. But that equation doesn't work that way first. You first got to do, number one, give more than what you ask. Can I move on to the next one? Yeah, so basically you're saying lead with value, right? So you give more than what you are getting in the beginning. Give more than what you're getting in the beginning is the first principle, yeah? Yeah, especially in a job. Go in there and give it your best. Don't go and count and say they only pay me to work here till 4 o'clock and they only pay me to, to pack 10 files per day. No, go in there and say, I don't care if they pay me to 4. I'm going to be the one working till 6 o'clock and I'm going to pack 20 files per day. I promise you that's how you're going to get noticed. That's how people are, you're going to get advanced. That's how people are eventually going to pay you more. Then he goes to the second principle yep. and he says, when things reach you, they will be in the hands of other men who will ask. And this is, oh, again, something that is the bay that I just, this is such an important principle we need to get into as South Africa as, uh, well, I'm generalizing, obviously, but, but people need to get this in their head. This is the way the world works. He says, people will ask you when they come with things for the equivalent for them. And you can only get what is yours by giving the other person what is theirs. In other words, acting in a certain way, give what is owed. Stop trying to drive a bargain with everybody. Stop trying to make pay less for services. You know, when a person has something they do, Aubrey, if you work, you expect to get paid for what you're doing. You're not happy and you never give a good service when, when somebody argues you down to 50% of what your price would have been. Let's stop trying to do that. Let's give money a job. Let's understand the law of giving and receiving. The same way you want to be paid a fair page weight for, for, for the value for what you do, the same way every other person does. And he says, yeah, the very important part is that people who are successful and wealthy, they never try and negotiate and bargain and drive prices down because they understand how money works. And they go in and they say, I will pay you a fair price for what you do in the same way I would expect to get paid a fair price for that. So those are the first two principles. Okay, so the first principle is give more than what you're going to be paid for in the beginning of the process. Remember, we're looking at the five principles of how to act in a certain way in order for you to wake up the practical side of that which you desire. We've had conversations in the past weeks, folks, about how to think differently. Stanley's saying, oh, no, not differently, but in a certain way. A certain way in this context, meaning to achieve, to practically achieve the things that you want. He's saying, one, give more in the beginning. Give more. And you'll know, I suppose, where the beginning is. Because I suppose at a, at a, certain, at a certain time, you'll start to get more than what you're giving. But in the beginning, you must give more, over-deliver, over-deliver so that you rise, you make yourself rise head and shoulders above your competition. Over-deliver. Secondly, don't quibble. Don't quibble. Don't get into the, uh, into the whole thing of quibbling about stuff. Just pay whatever or whoever needs to be paid fair value. Am I correct? 
pay fair value. Don't get into the mundane, not maybe, but but in into the into the act of quibbling too much uh, is what I'm hearing you say, Stanley. Yes, because what happens, Aubrey? If if you quip with everybody, everybody's going to quip with you. Yeah, you can't run a business like that. You go and that's what he's saying. Go and pay people their fair wage for the job they do, and people will respect you. It's like something they can't explain. It'll be like they'll get to you and they'll know. They won't even argue with you. They'll pay you what you. But I, if I see somebody getting getting argued down in price, I know that's a person who argues everybody else down in price. It's just the energy you attract to. You will never go to your doctor and 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 try and argue the price with you. You know, the price is the price. You pay the price. And the same way with us is, and he's saying that that is the way it should be because that works with the law of giving and receiving. And then we can move. Can I move on to number two? Please do. Please do. But I want to read you a quick message from Taki the Tutor tutor on uh, WhatsApp. He says, hi, Aubrey. Your chat alludes to the one who lives in a rainy country and uh, always remembers to carry the umbrella all the time. If it doesn't rain, at least the umbrella is in the bag when it does start pouring, says Ducky, the, the tutor. Uh, give us a third uh, principle, please, Stanley. Okay, so this is a very, a very important one. And for everybody listening to, the, to, to, to this, this is probably the most important one for right now. And he says, act now. Don't wait until he says you cannot act in the past. You cannot act in the future. You can only act in the present. He says, get up tomorrow morning and whatever it is you need to do, go and do it. Even if you don't know what to do, do something in honor of your goal. Whether that is picking up a a going on on the internet and reading up something about your goal. Whether that is picking up the book and reading the book of an autobiography of somebody who has done something you want to do. Maybe inside of that, life life has that idea. That, that you need to move to the next level as it's sitting there. But you're never going to see it if you don't open that book and you read it. Maybe it's going and talking to people who are really successful and just saying to them, listen, this is where I'm at. What do I need to do? There's, there's, there's literally, he's, he's saying, this is where the what doesn't come in because the what is you. But he's saying, do not let a moment go by tomorrow that you're not doing something, you're not acting right now. He says that's the third thing that these successful people do. They are acting all the time. In on on their goal. Sometimes, sometimes the things take them closer to their goal. Other times it might appear to take them further away, but they're always moving ahead in some capacity. They're not just sitting still and doing nothing. Mm. And then it comes, it comes to number four, which is linked to number three. And that's why I'll bring it in quickly. He says where number three is act now. Number four is also an important one. He says number four is act in the now. In other words, don't sit day dreaming about what's going to happen one day. Act now. What have you got right now that you can do today? What is there that you can do about your situation now? Act in the situation. If you want a different job and you're not happy in your job, that's okay. What can you do in your current job to get you ready for that new job? If you if you're sitting at the moment and you and you're sitting at home and jobless and you've got this business, don't sit thinking about what that business is going to be like one day. Act now in the business. Okay, I'm sitting at home. What do I have at my disposal? What can I do to just take me one step closer that but to make sure that I'm acting now? So let's go through through those two again because they they are very linked but they're very important as well. Is number the step number three? Successful people are always acting in the now.
They're doing something to move them forward. And number four, they're acting with what they have. They don't go and sit and daydream about what will be that they don't have yet. They go and they get into what I call the isness, not the story. They say, okay, what do I have at my disposal right now? Who can help me? What can I do to move myself even one step forward with the understanding that maybe it's that one step that opens up all the other steps for me again? So so those are the next two principles. See, here's the thing that I'm getting about the act now and the act in the now. The act now is act now as in uh, at 15 minutes to 11 o'clock in chronological time. Act now. Act in the present moment, right? But act in the now refers to act in your current circumstances, regardless of what they may be. So, so, So don't wait for when things will be better. The now that the fourth principle speaks of are your present circumstances. The principle suggesting that there will be no better circumstances than for you to act now, however bad they may look. So to wait for the best possible time, as you would by the warning that comes from the second principle that says, act and don't, don't, be in this imaginary place do it now in the circumstances that you find yourself not just in chronological time as in the third principle so third principle says act in the chronological time at uh, if now is 14 minutes to uh, 11 o'clock then act at 14 minutes to 11 o'clock but you may be feeling a little naffy you may be feeling like you can't you're too tired you that's when you must act under those circumstances, you may be feeling like you, you don't want to read that book because, you know, you'd like to look at some stuff in, on social media. That's the time for you to read that book. When that particular moment arises with, with its circumstances, that's the moment to act. Am I, am, am I on to something here? Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's 100% dependent on what your goal is. If your goal is to become financially independent, then right now is the time to act, not reading the reading social media. You're right, Aubrey, but go and study that course or go and read that book. When is the time to go back to social media? When you've got the money and your goal is now to relax and enjoy, to enjoy life relaxing for the next few months. Then read social media. But make sure that your actions are aligned to your goals. And that's what he's saying. When he's saying act in the now, he's saying all of your actions are aligned with what your current goals are. Mm. Let me take a, call, a quick call from uh, Thomas in uh, Mutsuedi in Zeras. Good evening to you, Thomas. Uh, good evening, Bra Ops. Hey, tell her, go ahead, uh, Thomas. Yeah, let me take this opportunity to thank you uh, um, for, for your guests, earlier guests, the, the couple there. Yeah. I I appreciated their contribution. Yes, sir. Um, now the the current guest, I, I'm listening. You you know I I I agree. I agree with most of the things that you and he has raised. But now you know, one of the things is that suffer to gain. You know that's a principle that I use. Suffer to gain. Uh, uh, um, I believe that people have got latent talent. And that that talent must be kept. I also believe that uh, when opportunity uh, arises, people must exploit here and now, as we are saying. But however, there are complex situations whereby uh, uh, sometimes we, we don't have an enabling environment. 
uh, um, sometimes I, I, I like I like what you said earlier on when you say uh, 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 at the beginning. You see that is very important, and I don't know how many listeners have underlined that when you say people must act at the beginning because so, so, and 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 people must go an extra mile. I I subscribe. That's what I believe in because because when you work hard. Uh, we believe all of us that people will realize it, and 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 when people realize it, you 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 you, you will be liable for for promotion uh, or remuneration, better remuneration, and so on. But now, uh, maybe maybe in the corporate world, it's better than in the in the in government or the the you know in government. So so. Because because in government, you know, when there is a, a post advertised, we a lucrative post we apply, and and some people, you know, sometimes it, 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 I might be hired, and yet Mr. Masango is the one who was supposed to be hired, and I happen to know him. He knows me, and we all apply because we we have relationship, you know. Uh, 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 like we 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 have now, so so now. In in government, it's a problem. It's a bro. You, you know, it's a problem. You know it, uh, bro. Ops, you know it. So so so. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm struggling. I'm struggling to know what I know. <laughs> what do I know, uh, 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 Thomas? Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I'm saying you know, in government, you know, when when uh, you know, it, it, it's not necessarily. It may not be a government policy. Uh, but uh, written down, put somewhere. But but there are individuals who say, but Braobse, Otako uh, Pitori, he's from Pretoria, and therefore Banabamohai, you know, the local people are the ones who must be elevated in, whereas Braobse has got technical know-how, has got the expertise and and the experience, you know, you know, we speak of recognition of prior learning, but we do we implement it. So, 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 I, so, so, so here's, here's where I think this conversation is going. Yes. The, the, there will be obstacles. There are issues in any environment, not just government, but even in corporate, there are always issues. And yes. I think what this conversation is trying to say, Thomas, is that we, need to start acting in a way that we are the way yes yeah. in other words in other words that we are the creators of the enabling environment oh yeah it, it, so that we don't wait for somebody else to be the creator of that environment in mm, order for mm. us to be the way we shouldn't really be uh held at ransom by whether or not there are certain inefficiencies, certain, uh, certain things that are happening in the environment that we find ourselves in. Our actions must be such that they don't care whether there's inefficiencies or not. We become that, in, that efficiency. We create the bridge. We become the bridge. And what I think Stanley is, is suggesting is that, is that in any given situation, there are going to be those kinds of inefficiencies, whether it's government, whether it's, uh, it's corporate, whether it's in the beginning of an excavation project in the Bundu somewhere where you're trying to build something where there's nothing. 
you have to have the mindset and the kind of motivation to act in spite and despite the ex- the existence of the enabling factors you have to have the mindset that makes you the enabling factor you have to be the 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 pioneering efficiency that uh, all other efficiencies are born from you and that is what this conversation is about. It, actu- it, it actually wants a situation where there are no efficiencies, where there are problems, because you are going to be the, 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 the solver or the, the solution of that problem. Yeah, Rob, no, you are right. I agree with you. You, you become the sword, you yes. know, the light in darkness. Precisely. Because, yeah, because in the, in the absence of light, there will always be darkness. I, I subscribe to that. Yeah, it's my philosophy of life. But I'm saying, perhaps, you see, I, I don't want to, to spoil or to water down what you are saying. I'm just making a comment. I, I totally agree with what yeah. your, your your guest is saying and what you're saying. And and it should be the attitudes that we have as citizens of this country, you know, to work hard. And then and then through our, our, our hard working, we become recognized and... And we, 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 we become elevated Indeed. on the basis of our working heart. Thomas, working let, let, me, let me stop you there, my brother. Thomas in Mutsuiding, Zerast. Stanley, uh, on uh, Twitter, I'm uh, not Twitter, on the WhatsApp line, uh, this person says, Rema Sangu, Mr. Masango, that's me. Uh, I am that passenger that is an hour early at the train station with a ticket in hand, my luggage being all the equipment needed for the job. Uh, not my clothes. And that's from Matabo Mutlaking. Uh, and Andrew Bila Klein says, Braobs, uh, 100%. Actions produce consequences, and consequence produces the world in which you are in. The problem is, uh, the problem must realize that the decision was made a long time ago. Opportunities are everywhere, like Stan said, and you can't be at the train station without having bought the ticket. I have the saying that says there is a lie in every truth and a, tr- and a lie in every tr- or truth in every lie. Stan, how do you respond to, uh, to, 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 to my last uh, uh, caller? Yeah, Aubrey, um, something interesting, and, and I think it's, it's, it's actually in the, well, I want to read something that Wallace Wattle says in this specific chapter about environment. And it's and it and it was such a powerful one. I've actually written it down. It's like whenever I come across something that's really powerful, I write it down and I keep it with my notes. And this one I did as well. It says, "Do not wait for a change of environment before you act." He says, "Create a change of environment through action." So if you hear those two, it's a very different thing. He says, says, "Don't stand around waiting for your environment to change before you act." He says, "Rather create a change of environment through action." And what he's saying, let's say, for example, Thomas, and I don't know where he's working, but it sounded to me like he might have a government position where he's feeling he can't make enough money working there and the environment doesn't align to you. Let's say that's an example. Well, then work towards getting to another environment. Nobody says you have to stay there. That's your choice. You can make a different choice tomorrow and wake up and say, I am going to work in the environment I'm currently in so that I can get to that environment. And But, but then you apply these principles and saying, while I'm working in my current environment, I'm going to give off my absolute best. I'm going to be present. I'm going to work now so that when I leave, that, that, that I can leave with my head out high, but also who knows what can come from me giving my best. 
because because uh, how many people they, they don't enjoy working at a place anymore and then they don't give off their best and they, 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 they make a bad name for themselves and that follows you for the rest of your life sometimes. But instead, always give off your best. But the important point he's making here is says stop complaining about environment. If you don't like the environment, start acting now using the principles we've spoken about tonight and change your environment and go to that environment you want to be. Give me that. So fifth, that's how. Give me that fifth. Test. That fifth uh, principle, please, Stanley. You know what? I think we leave it with those because okay. I actually realised the last to actually speak to the fifth one. So I'll just summarise what they were again because I think the first one, actually, first point tonight needs to be a principle, and that is that that if you say you want to receive, what are you doing to make sure that you are ready when the thing you say you want reaches you? What are you doing today, every day, to get yourself ready? So, number one, people who act in a certain way, they are getting themselves ready all the time. Number two, people that are that, that are acting in a certain way um, believe in always giving more than what they're getting paid for. And then one day they know that'll turn around. They'll get a lot more than what they're doing. But they believe up front they're the ones that have to take the, the responsibility for that first. The third thing, people who act in a certain way is to believe that you pay what's owed. They, li- they live with the law of give and receive. Give what's owed and you'll receive what's owed. The fourth thing that people act in a certain way is that they believe act right now is the only way to live their lives. Right now, what am I doing? Am I wasting time? Is what I'm doing in service towards my goal or is it not? That's a simple question to ask yourself. And finally, act in the now. So in other words, they act with what they have available now. They don't blame circumstances. They don't blame people, anything outside of themselves. They just focus on what do I have right now and let me work from that base and I believe I'll figure it out as I go along. So those are the First, those are the first five principles of acting in a certain way. How do 